how do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. After these messages, we'll be right back. Ten years and still going strong. Everybody's a suspect! You're listening to Rabbit and Red. Robert Shaw was a tough motherfucker. Right. They don't make that angle. He wanted to punch Richard Dreyfuss on the set he couldn't stand because he's a pussy. Fuck you. God damn you. Welcome to Rabbit and Red Radio. And I know that you like Jason Takes Manhattan, but my question to you is why? Okay, hey, now. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna tell me Halloween. You know what makes me mad about you, Mike? I'm gonna What's tell that? you one day. Yeah, you know what makes me mad? That Halloween 6, Halloween effing yeah. 6 is your favorite movie. It but certainly you think is. Jason Part 8, but you think Jason Part 8 sucks? Yeah. Are you joking? Jason belongs in hell. I'm gonna see he gets there. We have such sights to show you. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. And welcome back to Rabbit of Red Radio. You're saying people weren't clicking on and listening to my show to hear me talk? They just wanted to hear them? What fucking assholes, man? I know. And I'm, gu- <laughs> I'm guilty of that, too, because I'll click on it and I'll be like, Ooh, Dad, fucking Ted Rigby's on this show. The blackest eyes. Welcome to Rabbit and Red Radio. The devil's eyes. This is a huge honor for me. Uh-oh, too much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna disappoint you now. I've been blown up! Take me to the hospital! Take me to the hospital, I'm sick! I'm gonna show this shit is what we can do. Welcome to Rabbit and Red Radio. And now, here's your hosts, Michael J. and Cody Robinson. And now we're live in the audio Um, yes and Aaron, I know green screen is incredible, I mean, and I have shitty lighting over here as you can see from my videos, so, I don't think green screen is going to kill me. Um, at least not for me, maybe Cody, maybe you can... Well, maybe you could just turn your camera off then? (laughs) Why don't we just, you know what, here's what I'll do, I'll get a green screen, and I'll put it in front of me... You know, so you don't you don't see me, you just see the green screen. And then, you know, you can put whatever image you want on there. Like a plant, mm-hmm. a dog, you know, um, a piece of shit. Stuff like that. What do you think? I'm game. Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe some naked chicks or something, or... Uh... We'll see, but if you do the naked chicks... A big mound of cocaine. Well, I wonder if YouTube would flag that. Oh! Oh! Naked chicks? Mm-hmm. Okay. Doing the coke. Well, now see, that just adds a whole new dimension to the fun right there. I enjoy it. Let's see. Hey, when I click out of this window, do you still see me on the on the screen? Do you still see yeah, me? Yeah, unfortunately. You do? Okay. Alright, see, when I, I do. do this on my phone, it doesn't work, but now that I'm on the desktop, um, and the, uh, the, the graphics I created are still fucking rendering, I'm just gonna 
close that window because I don't think they're going to be done at any point tonight. And I'm going to send a nasty email to the uh, to the company tomorrow, I think. Oh, well, I guess we'll just have to carry the show with mm-hmm. our sparkling personalities. Well, one of us has a sparkling personality, and it certainly is not myself. I mean... And uh, speaking of which, I, I need a few more pictures of you, because every time I go to use a picture of you, I use that one that I have of you. I have to get more, I think. Jesus, Mike, how many dick pics do I have to send you? Well, I mean, you know, you're no Vince Cummings, but uh, <laughs> he, uh, holy shit. I mean, he's, um, and see, the only, the only reason that I say that is because Vince did send me one at one point. So I have seen it. It's um, hmm. yeah. I think he meant to do it as as a joke, and I probably looked at it a little longer than I should have. But you know, something like that with such incredible length and girth, you just don't want to look away from. You just look. I think at I've it only say, uh, <laughs> I've only sent one dick pic. Well, I've sent a lot, not a lot, a fair amount to. Ladies, but yes. not a lot, of course. But uh, one one time, I I can remember doing something uh, like uh, our good friend Vince did. Uh, my cousin, mm-hmm. Baby T, Baby Taylor. He uh, oh, I think he was. He might have still been in high school at the time. But anyway, oh. uh, he had invited a bunch of people over to my house mm-hmm. for a barbecue. And uh, not told me about it till that afternoon. So I have to run around town and get all kinds of stuff to cook. And he said, well, I'll invite him out here. I'll, you can go buy the stuff and I'll cook. And then a bunch of people showed up at my house and he did not. Uh, I found out later on in the evening that uh, he'd went to the bar oh, uh, and was out at the bar. So I did take a picture of my nuts and send them to him at the bar. So just the nuts, not the shaft. It was just the nuts, yes. Oh, oh well, that doesn't count. You need just the coin purse. You need the full shaft in there for it to be a true dick pic. That's just, that's just balls. I mean, nobody likes just balls. That's balls. Well, that that was my point in sending the picture. Nobody likes just balls. I mean, I don't like balls. I mean, I get razor burn on my balls all the time. It's very disconcerting. I just don't enjoy it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you just don't know what to do with that, do you? You're like, what the fuck am I going to do? Where are we going to go from here? I don't know. Maybe uh, beard trimmers or something? Oh, yes. That you got to be careful sad. with those, though. I mean, they'll still nick you, too. Mm. What, the electric shit? You mean, like, if you... Well, yeah. Yeah. It, did I try? Yeah. Yeah. I I did try an electric on there. At one Which you point can't get. Me. You can't get close enough with no. a guard on them. No, and I hate that. That's why you have to take the guard off and just like let it go. Like, yeah, and you think you're doing good, and then wow. Then you know you pull your your you pull it up, and your hand is just all full of blood. And then you put your hand back down there, and you're like, wow, where's all this blood? Oh, it's worse than a head wound. I mean, I know, and I fucking 
See, and I told I told Cody this in the last scripts, and I'll t- I'll tell you too. Um, obviously, you know I shave my head because oh, you know don't. I'm going bald anyway. <laughs> so I have this what they call a skull shaver, and it basically it's like an electric thing, and it it's supposed to shave your head like bald, like really close. So you know I do that every few days, but it doesn't shave it close enough for me. Because when I, you know, when I rub my head, I can still feel remnants of, like, hair. And I don't like that. It bothers See, me. See, I'm the same way. I, I have never had a good electric razor. Right. And I would love to have one that actually worked as advertised and got a close shave. But I, I have never, uh, and I've owned several, but none of them ever give me a close shave like I want. Right. And I'm always real stubbly, and I'm like, well, hell, if I'm going to do that, I might as well just use beard trimmers. Yeah, it's 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 a nightmare. So what I do is I get the regular razor out, and I just go over my head again with the regular razor, because I like it smooth. You know what I mean? Like, I want my head smooth. So when I, like, rub my hand on it, I feel the smoothness. And uh, that's how I yeah, act, like... Yeah, and it goes up your ass a lot easier that way, too, doesn't it? I did try shaving my asshole once. It just didn't work. Because, you know... Oh. <laughs> there's, there's certain... Oh. You know... <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to vomit. This week on Rabbit and Red's Hygiene Corner... I mean, hygiene is very important. You need to, um, you got to make sure that you're, you know, you know, clean there all the time. (laughs) Even if you haven't got laid in over 10 years, you never know. You You got to be ready, right? You never know when, you know, because I have these, these crazy bitches on, on Snapchat, you know, the, the, like, hooker bots or whatever that try to, like, get you to buy, like, their pictures and stuff like that. Somebody added me. I don't know how they did it. They added me, and before the show started, they sent me, like, 50 snaps. And each of them were, like, saying, like, I've been messaging you. Why aren't you messaging me? We want to have fun. Why can't we have fun? You need to message me so we can have fun. And I'm thinking to myself, well, uh, she's probably had plenty of fun in her day, and, um, down there is probably full of some fungus and other shit that I just don't want to be a part of. So, hygiene is important. Exactly. Douche regularly. And uh, um, take note of your menstrual cycle. If you're a woman, don't wear perfume. You know, up what? there in Bear Country. In Bear Country. Oh. At Packenac Lodge. Oh. Yes. Yeah, Get old Packenac. Yeah, see? I know what I'm talking about. Barely, but I do. <laughs> Warms my heart because uh, my kids have recently got into the Friday the 13th game. They've been playing it pretty much nonstop uh, oh, since last Friday the 13th, uh, or last Friday when we watched, uh, did our usual Friday the 13th marathon. And uh, it, it warms my heart to see uh, my four-year-old stepson say, Look, Cody, I'm killing them. I'm killing them. <laughs> so wait. Yes, so you is, are. You go, little feller. Is he playing as Jason? Is that? Because I've never played the oh, game. Yeah. So I don't, oh, yeah? 
He loves to just go. Yeah, that's all any of them play. They none of them want to play as the camp counselors. Oh, of course not. They all want to be Jason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, the four-year-old really likes it. Now, you said you had a Friday the Thirteenth marathon. How many did you watch in this marathon? One. One. Because my kids can be jerks. Um, they were all excited about it up till we started watching, and uh, about. 30 minutes into uh, the New Blood, they got bored and uh, were being loud during the movie. And they know that's a pet peeve of mine, yes. talking during a movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they... I don't even think they made it to the end of it. They, they made it up to, like, the last 15 minutes and bailed on us. Now, the age range of, of kids that you had watching it... What's Four that? to ten. Okay. Um... One question for you, if possible: uh, Would you, would you have maybe thought about doing part six instead of seven? Well, we did part six for years. I let I let Sydney start watching my oldest, the, yes. the ten year old. I let her start watching uh, uh, part six when she was uh, six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and every Friday thirteenth, that became our, our um, tradition. And uh, last year, I decided she was old enough, uh, a little bit more mature. So I said, "Okay, I'll, I'll show you. I'll sh- we can. I'll show you some of the other Friday Thirteenth films if you want. Now that you understand, this is just pretend, because right. uh, she, her, and uh, her stepsister are both uh, big into uh, uh, doing the uh, like for the TikTok videos and stuff, the special effects, makeup, and stuff. Beautiful. Yeah. And." Um, so I I started them. I said we're going to do it. We'll start. We're going to start at the beginning, and I, I let them watch parts one through four, Beautiful. and they really enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, which, which I skipped over. I didn't let them watch part five because that's I was still a bit much for uh, <laughs> even for I, a ten year old. Yeah, or most ten year olds. <laughs> yeah, I mean the nudity is is kind of off the charts. Yeah, the sleaze factor is more than I want my kids to see, really. Yeah, that, uh, you know, and and if we do, because, you know, we are uh, hopefully going to jump on that uh, 13 fanboy uh, promotion train. And if we get uh, Deborah Voorhees on here, um, there's one question that I was thinking of asking her. And that would be like, uh, what was it like to bury yourself? In this film. And did you wear pasties? In bear country. Well, I mean, you know. Wait, were they near Pakanak Lodge too? See, this is where we're... Well, they were around the lake, so they'd be in bear country. Wow. They were in the woods around the lake. So, You know what? My mind has just been blown. I just realized that all of the Friday the 13th somewhat are connected then. What? Is that, you know... Not Jason X. Well, I mean, Jason X was in space, so it's, 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 um, it's connected through, uh, the space-time continuum. The virtual Crystal Lake, I mean. Uh, fair enough. I'll, I'll take it, whatever the hell. Best part of that movie. Did you, uh, yes, I agree. Did you, uh... No, no, I enjoyed the movie, but that's my favorite part. Yeah, oh no, definitely. Definitely. Now... Have you um let your uh, children watch that film, Jason X? No. 
No. No, just the uh, first four, part six, and now part seven. And I just wanted them to see part seven because of the special effects. I knew they'd enjoy those. Yeah, that I mean, they're top notch. You're not going to get any better than that. You know what I'm saying? Um, what was the other thing? Um, are you going to show them Jason Takes Manhattan? Yeah, probably if they want to watch it. Ugh. Just, just do me a favor. Don't call it Jason Takes Manhattan. Just, just tell them it's called Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight. Um, Jason uh, takes Vancouver. Yeah, or heads to Vancouver. Doesn't even really get. Well, he gets to Vancouver, but it's, uh, it's very unsatisfying. Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight. Jason's boat ride. Oh, I wish. I wish the cripple was listening because he loves Jason Takes Manhattan, and I'm sure that would. I do too. Hey, I, I love it too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it, yeah, sure, the title's misleading, but uh, it's a fun film. No, I I liked it when I was younger. Um, I got really pissed off at it when I found out that they shot it in Vancouver, and they weren't really in New York aside from that. Still, one that scene. that one Times Square. They may have been only in New York for one scene, but that one Times Square shot is iconic. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I guess I could say that. Ugh. Maybe. No. Well, what else have you been watching? Have you seen anything else lately aside mm. from... Uh, let's see, last time we talked, I'd already watched, uh, watched my special Suicide boy. Squad, hadn't I? Oh, you watched Suicide Squad? Yeah, didn't I? Didn't we talk about it last show? Did we talk? I don't... <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't fucking remember. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I Seems don't like we did. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, James Gunn, I still believe, can do no wrong. Uh, he may be a liberal douchebag, but uh, he understands storytelling. Yes. Um, and character development. Yeah, because I've never, I've never seen, like I've never seen any of the Garden, Guardians of the Galaxy that he's done. I've never seen... You're missing out. I, I will say that, and you know, uh, uh, we've talked a lot. I'm I'm not a big comic book movie guy. Yes. And, uh, and I love the Guardians films. They're both top-notch. Um, let's see. Have you watched anything else? Let's, um, what did I watch? Did I watch anything? Jason Rising. You did watch... Oh, you did... Oh, you did... Oh, yeah. That's right. You did watch it, because now you say it has... Good special effects, and that's uh, about it. And you know what? Uh, uh, well, it, I mean, as a European, uh, um, the story, it's its not bad for a Friday the 13th film. Right. Just don't, don't expect anything new or... You know, about like a lot of the other Friday the 13th films, there's not a whole lot of character development. So it's very, uh, hmm. It mainly focuses on the kills, and the atmosphere is good. It's shot well. Right. Uh, it's, it's one of the better Friday the 13th fan films. Well, the production quality is there. I mean, it's it looks I, good. It's well, very aesthetically pleasing. 
Well, and I just want to say that cameo that you talked about, um, that, uh, you know, that just pops up at the end. It's weird because it almost, they're almost making it seem like um, that person plays a bigger role in the film than just a cameo. But then I realized that I don't think they'd be able to pay that person enough to come back to actually star in the film, so... There's no, that. I think they uh, they probably blew most of their Indiegogo budget on uh, the effects, and, and it shows. Yes. Yes, it does. Um, well, let's see. Um, I see our guests are in waiting right now. Should we um, take a quick break and then come back with them as soon as I... Let's see. Okay, yeah, uh, let's take a quick dirt nap, and then we'll come back with our guests. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> okay. Wait. All right. Hold on. I didn't want you to... Well, I'm trying to... Oh, wait. Hold on. Because my rack shot. Give me a second. got to find it again. Where the hell did it go? Oh, no, wait. It's open. It's down here. Don't mind me. I'm just... Uh, we will be right back as soon as I find this thing. There we go. All right. We'll play this. And it's not playing. Wonderful. Thank you, Soundbite, for not uh, talk for a second, Cody, and fill us, and I'll go and pull it from another source. Wonderful. <clears throat> um, so what was the other thing I was going to mention to you about? Do you remember? I don't remember. Um, there we go. Oh, I know what else I've been watching. A bunch of YouTube tractor repair videos. Terribly exciting. You trying to repair a tractor? Yes, I'm trying to repair my 1948 Ford 9N tractor. Is that very difficult? I didn't think it would be, but uh, it has uh, been a lot more challenging than I thought. But I did finally uh, get it straightened out today. Well, that's good. At least... um... At least that's good for something. Let me... Yeah, got to take care of the far- farm. That's just very... Uh... Oh, wow. Exciting, I know. Tra- all this tractor talk, man, it just gives me wood. Mike sounds like he's about to take a dirt nap. <laughs> I can't do it. Do I have, um... You know what? Do I have this stuff saved anywhere else? Because YouTube, it's not coming up on properly. Um, I guess we could always sing acapella. Um, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> oh, no, that's out of Philly. Um, yeah, I'm not going to do that. That would, uh, That would not be good. I'm just trying to, because I know I, I think I, oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. All right, we will be back in we will. a moment. Please change and set me free. Your head, it's 
Please tell me you could hear what I was just saying. <laughs> Did you hear that? Or no? Hold on. Did I... Uh, we're unmuted. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Jeez, don't do that, fucker. <laughs> you fucking made me think that I totally fucked up the... Don't do that to me. <laughs> could you hear me when I started I'm talking, sorry. when I brought it back? Could you hear that? Uh, I could. I could. Oh, my God. You realize you're going to kill me one of these days. You really... And who's going to take all this over when I'm dead? Well, you and the cripple can do it, please. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> a Tale of Two Cody's, the series. Yeah, Tale of Two Cody's, the series. Tale of Two Cody's, the fucking network at that point. Um, but without further ado, we will bring on the, uh, the band behind the song that you just heard. And joining us right now... The one, is... the only... The badass dirt nap. Dirt nap. Hey, thank you go. very much for having us. There we go. Can you Hi, hear us? You oh, we have you. Yep, definitely have you. All guys. right. How you doing? Sweet. Thank you very much for having us. Good evening. Good evening to you guys. So, so um, you're finally getting back out there. It seems okay. uh, with all of the uh, whoa. You know what? You said whoa. Oh, whoa. I just froze for like 15 seconds. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's frozen here and there. I hear a hair here. Okay, and there. there they are. Yes. Hey, it's we're here there. for real this time, I think. <laughs> hey. Awesome. Yeah, How's it going, going, guys? Not too bad, man. How are you doing? Oh, I can't complain, I don't suppose. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much for having us. We're, uh, yeah, look, trying to get back into doing things again so uh yeah we yeah i think everybody is <laughs> right we're hoping we're hoping yeah very we're tired of uh being locked down and not being able to go play out in front of audiences and so we've really missed that so it'll be good oh, i'm to sure see everybody. yeah so uh so how long have you guys actually been together um at this point Oh, it was about eight, like 2014. Yeah, maybe. about eight years. Like so that. we formed in uh, 2014 originally, and uh, it was the, the three of us, and we uh, went through a couple of bases until uh, Tyler joined the group in uh, 2016, mm -hmm. and uh, that's that's the longest lineup we've had. That's you know that's us. So, but uh, we've made a couple albums together now. So our newest one uh, we released just before uh, March of last year so uh we got our album release show in and then that was it so we uh been sitting on this album for a little while so we're looking forward to actually getting out there and playing some shows you know yeah dude. support it we got cool shirts and stuff we were all already last year 2020 was going to be our year ours and everyone else's right so we're just looking to pick up where we left off so it's nice to see you know, the world getting back to normal. I hope that, you know, keeps up and everything. So, but uh, it, we're, this will be our first official show back since uh, since last March. So, uh, September 4th, we've got a show out at uh, Stage Pass. That's out in uh, Willowick, Willoughby. 
Wycliffe. Wycliffe? Is it Wycliffe? It's it's somewhere there. Sebastian's got this. No, I still don't. Um, no, even when you Google this place, there's like five cities that all start with a W right next to each other up in Northeast Ohio here. Yeah. We'll come flag you down. <laughs> yeah, we'll flag Look you down. Look for uh, the long-haired dudes with instruments. Even Google doesn't know it picks between like three of them when you search it. So it's all good. But yeah, the vet venue stage pass. It's hard to have us out there on the fourth, and then we got to show the following weekend at uh, Giovanni's. So we're looking forward to that as well. Yeah, that's on uh, September the 11th at Giovanni's. So well, yeah, sounds like you guys are really just jumping right back into it. Absolutely, absolutely. We're uh, hoping to get a good amount of shows in here. Hopefully, everything you know, co the world cooperates and everything, and we can. You know, get out there and see everybody. I like to call our fans our dirt nappers. So we'll see all our dirt nappers out there. September 4th. Well, I know I speak for a lot of people when I say that I'm just ready to go out, get to be able to go back and out and see some live entertainment again. Me too. It's been way too long. Yeah, yeah, I, was, I was starting to went out to some wrestling shows because I'm a wrestling fan. Uh, like 2019, I was supposed to go to WrestleMania uh, last year and everything. So I was just really getting into going to hotels, you know, traveling around with my friend and, you know, going to hit some cool arena shows. Went and saw Corn and Allison Change, you know. So oh. I was just really getting into that and then everything happened. So I can't wait to, you know, get back out there and see some, some great live bands again. Some movies. I'm excited about all the movies that like got delayed for so long. Yeah, yeah, we're finally starting <laughs> to get some new movies. Yeah, know, I waited a long time for uh, Spiral, for that new Saw movie. So I liked it though. So. I still haven't watched it. I I've heard oh, good I things though. I, yeah, I enjoyed I it. it. I, yeah. I encourage you to go watch it. Oh, I'm definitely going to check it out. <laughs> I think yeah. I'm the only one here, maybe, who's seen it. Yeah, I have not seen it. Yeah, it's a good movie. Go see it if you haven't already, folks. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I did. Yeah, I don't think I saw it, but I heard. Uh, I heard something about the ending, but I don't. Uh, I don't know too much about it, but uh, some. I don't want to know, Mike. <laughs> right, right. No spoilers. Well, the, I tried not to ruin it. I was I kept watching YouTube clips before I got to see it, and I was like, little by little, I was like, oh no, it's, it's ruining it for me, and. <laughs> Thought I had it all figured out, and then I went and watched it. And so I won't tell you if I was right or not, but they've got you know a good red herring or two in there to kind of throw you off and stuff. It's a, it's a good. Uh, I was watching like some of the extras and stuff, and Chris Rock's like it's it's a buddy cop movie kind of in a way. So I don't know, it's pretty cool. It's got all the good saw stuff in there too, though. So it's yeah, little... I've heard it, but it. it... Although it does have the elements of Saw, it kind of goes off in its own direction, you know. Is... It does. It really is kind of its own thing. It's it is um, it's like a buddy cop movie. Uh, he said he kind of Chris Rock said he kind of wanted his own like uh, Beverly Hills Cop movie, selfishly kind of. So, and he said uh, I think it was that before that movie, um, Sylvester Stallone was supposed to be in the role, and then uh, he dropped out like six weeks ahead of like ahead of you know shooting, and uh, they yep. got Eddie Murphy in it, and that was the only thing that changed like. The, oh know, yeah, 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 yeah! I remember that about Beverly so. uh, Hills Cop. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, you know, what if you know instead of you know one of the other characters all serious in there, you had me in there or something, you know? So and he compared it like to Lethal Weapon Four he was in. You know, I think he said it's been like twenty years since 
he's a he was a rookie in that one and now he's like the sergeant or whatever or the you know the yeah he's got yeah and how sad is that name. speaking of him being uh being in lethal weapon four uh we were supposed to get lethal weapon five next year richard donner was going to make that his last movie all the cast was signed back on to do, uh to do it and then unfortunately uh, richard donner passed I would have loved Lethal Weapon Five. So, are they? I have. Uh, I actually have all four at home. So I'm a big Lethal Weapon fan myself. So, yeah, that's. Oh, uh, I mean, how can you be an '80s kid without being a Lethal Weapon fan? I mean, they're a staple of the uh, decade. For sure, I love that. Yeah, Joe Pesci. Hmm. Yeah, and you know, a big part of that. Uh, franchise, not taking anything away from Richard Donner, but um, uh, the soundtracks for uh, for all four of those films were uh, pretty great. Which I mean, you, you got to have you got to have a strong soundtrack. It's really hard to make a great movie without a great soundtrack. I love. Uh, I'm a big fan of horror films, so you know, the, obviously the the music in those is really important to like setting the mood and everything. So, I uh, I don't know. I love I do love a good soundtrack. I don't know. Which uh, James Gunn, director James Gunn, I think that's a big part of the success uh, of all of his films. I mean, he's one of those guys. If if it's got his name listed as director of the film, you know, regardless of whether you, you don't you don't know what you're going to get with the story, but you know you're going to like the soundtrack. <laughs> I recently watched uh, uh, his new Suicide Squad movie, and like I was telling Mike earlier, I'm I'm not a big comic book movie guy, but damned if he didn't do it really? again. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I've yet to see that one, but I've I've heard it was good. So I still never saw the original one though. But uh, don't don't bother, don't bother. Don't bother. <laughs> I, I, uh, 2016 Suicide Squad. It, it got taken away from the director by the studio, and. Man, I really don't like that. Wasn't movie. what it was supposed to be. No, exactly. Yeah. Tyler saw that one in the theaters. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people love it. Pretty it's under. Not me. <laughs> no, I, I thought the plot was awful. The acting wasn't that great, and it it just didn't seem like it. Like the it just didn't seem like it lived up to expectations at all. I mean, those are like some super amazing characters we're talking. And the way the movie is put together, it really didn't showcase how great they are. That's just my opinion, though. I'm big on comics. He's, a, he's our comic book fan, like, nerd, kind of. I mean, not in a good way, but... <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a wrestling nerd myself, but... Uh, kind a lot of, lot of buzz closer. in the uh, wrestling community right now, too, oh, yeah. uh, with uh, last week's SummerSlam. Punk. And, oh, uh, see, yeah. All, yeah. <laughs> no, SummerSlam looked good. I did see uh, the Edge had the brood entrance, so uh, that's always pretty cool. I uh, I was a big fan of like the Attitude Era. I saw Lesnar came back with his oh, yeah. new haircut and stuff. It's interesting, but uh, his him ponytail? and Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah, him and Roman Reigns uh, fighting over Paul Heyman should be uh, pretty good. So I look forward to SmackDown, and yeah, I was I was jumping off, just going nuts in my living room. I 
that's I'm still hoarse, but I, I, I used to watch TV when Raw and SmackDown religiously. I haven't probably in oh probably at least five or six years. It's been a while. Um, like I said, I, I guess I still I still miss the Attitude Era. Yeah, I was I watched it with my grandma every Monday and Thursday. Like, uh, I did it with my grandfather. That was our awesome. thing every Monday night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. That's that was some of my best memories. I'd go over and we watched it. Uh, unfortunately, I started watching it like 2000, so I missed like some of the really good Jerry Springer stuff of like the late 90s. But I. Uh, I caught the uh, when Stone Cold came back from his neck surgery and everything, and I mean I went back and watched a lot more, but uh, I just I, I grew up you know watching all that good stuff. The Rock right before he went to Hollywood and stuff. I mean he had a good year there. My grandma she loved The Rock and Mick Foley, and uh, I was always oh, yeah. a Stone Cold fan myself. So yeah. I would just sit there and wait. I started mainly just watching because of Stone Cold. And I loved the whole you know. Austin oh yeah, I think a lot of people thing. did. Oh, yeah, I mean, that was it. I didn't care about like half the show at one point, and slowly I started getting into like more and more of the you know the characters and stuff. But I mean, he I, was uh, easily the uh, the Hulk Hogan of his era. Oh yeah, yeah, shattered records. And I mean, I would I would just be falling asleep because I had you know <laughs> I had to get up for school, and uh, you know it'd be like five minutes till eleven or whatever, and I'd hear that glass shatter. I'd be sleep on the couch. I'd be like jump up start yelling at the tv like out of nowhere so, <laughs> so stone cold's out there my grandma would be like oh, calm down you're gonna wake the neighbors up the walls are thin you know and I, <laughs> i'd be so excited and that's uh probably the, the, the first time that's happened in a while uh was cm punk coming back just after seven years you know i'm, I'm a huge cm punk fan though so he's kind of like my austin of this era i guess so hopefully he sticks around for a while yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, he's yeah, he's no spring chicken anymore either. So no, we'll no. See. But I mean, a lot of me, those guys are hanging in a lot longer than they used to, though. Well, they can work like I think too with AW, they don't have to make as many appearances, and they can, so they can work like reduced schedules. And WWE lets a lot of their like you know veterans do that too. And uh, I mean, with CM Punk, it's you know he's it's about the character half of it. I mean, you you know you get those guys where you just like the rock and stuff it's not even necessarily about their in-ring work as much as half of their character and the personality like you hang on every word they say you know like tune in to watch them like they can go out and have a three-minute match but if the you know i hate to say that because i do also love a really good like i loved you know the first three tlc matches and you know i love some really good i mean anything from you know ecw style wrestling to like like cruiserweights you know and some really good like legit athleticism you know the flips and stuff so but uh, I think oh god i got to go so see important. uh when wwe resurrected ecw i got to see one of their first live shows they did i hope you didn't go to december to dismember no it was just it was just it was a live oh. show but uh uh it I got to see the big show, which was awesome, and Sabu and the Sandman. Just getting to see those guys made it worth it. Right. But Sabu, I was awesome. I love still, Sabu. Still sitting there, it was like, uh, and Balls Mahoney. Uh, uh, but still, it was like R- RVD. Uh, but it was like, this is not the ECW not I remember. ECW. Yeah. Did you get to see the zombie guy? <laughs> 
do you you remember the zombie? I'm sure I, from the first episode of ECW. Oh, I remember yeah, watching yeah. that, thinking, Sci-fi. "What the hell is this?" <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I don't remember. I think he actually was at that live show because this was right oh, just within weeks of the airing of that first episode, right when they first uh, started touring with ECW shows again. It was exciting for a minute, but yeah, it uh, it wasn't ECW. No, no, sadly. I like the one night the the original one night stand was really good. The second one was like half half good. Like it was it was a lot more of like a WWE event, but those those were good shows. I missed ECW back in the day. I was just kind of tuned in when they were like going out of business and stuff. And well, I was into it a little before then, but I wasn't really allowed to watch it in '99. Like I would get bits and pieces or whatever, but. Uh, that's uh, that was great. They uh, had uh, they had porn stars on there all the oh, time. Oh yeah, Val Venus. You had Sable coming out there with the handprints. Undertaker and the, his Ministry of Darkness was really big. Like when I was really wanting to watch it, and uh, oh yeah, you know, he was that, that was like the height of the Attitude Era. Yeah, yeah. I remember hearing about you know just the tragic like, the Owen Hart incident when uh like I was in oh, school yeah. and like I wasn't allowed to watch it then, but I just remember all the kids like coming in upset and everything, and the teachers are like oh, you know, it's a wrestling stunt or whatever. They're like, no, 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 you know, and it was it like was a wrestling fuck up. <laughs> yeah, they screwed up, so. Yeah. But, uh. That, yeah. that and, uh, and the, uh, the whole Benoit incident, Chris Benoit, I, man, that, that I, one I, probably I was, really, uh, yeah, that one really hit home, uh, with me and my friends I grew up watch, with watching wrestling more than probably, because we'd watched this guy since back in his, like early WCW, WCW days, days. and we're but, so glad when he finally got the bump up to uh, the uh, world title and everything. Yeah, world it title and everything. Me, uh, yeah, yeah. I was uh, my grandma was a big Benoit fan too, and so was I. And you know, he was he was he fought. You know, didn't say much, but he he kicked your ass. So and oh uh, yeah, he, I mean he was he made up for his lack of mic skills. Uh, yeah, toothless great aggression. technical yeah. wrestler. Yeah, he was like the Bret yeah. Hart kind of. Yeah, he was tough. I uh, that and Eddie, of course, was you know I oh, yeah. I remember watching both of those. Like I was, you know, Eddie was the whole package. He had the yeah. whole package, though. I mean, he was, he was a, yeah, he was great on the mic and a great in ring performer as well. Yeah, he was. Latino Heat. I loved it. Eddie Guerrero, the Radicals when they first came in, but yeah, Benoit and Eddie were the stars. But yeah, Ray Mysterio, and he's still going, isn't he? Yeah, his son's wrestling now. So they they uh, just won the tag titles not too long ago. They lost it I, now, but I think I heard in a uh, interview, uh, God, probably five or six years ago at least, that uh, uh, Ray had already had like three or four knee replacements. I'm like, Jesus, how's this guy still getting out there? I wouldn't doubt it. He took a he took a few years off from WWE and, and he got like really like in really good shape. He looks like he did back in like WCW or did for a minute, like at least and. So I think whatever he did, you know, because WWE was trying to bulk him up, you know, in his later run, make him a heavyweight champ and all that. And so when mm-hmm. he took, some, I think he got back in his like WCW prime where he, he can do more of more of those flips and stuff. And it's got to be easier on the body and everything. Yeah, he was stuff. one of those guys. He definitely did look like kind of like uh, uh, Triple H did for a while, uh, you know, got too big for his frame. Right, right. Yeah. And th- I mean. That's something I hate. Like CM Punk tried doing that when he like went to WWE and stuff. Like a lot of 
a lot of the wrestlers they try add more muscle and everything and it's just I don't like it. Just you know, slows them down and everything. It makes their in ring work kind of like worse. So, oh, and, and more injury prone. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm all for a wrestler like, like CM Punk. Like, I know he doesn't have, like him and uh, they'd have to like you know space out his appearances and stuff, or at least his matches. I think he'd come out there like Stone Cold, you know, and could do anything and be entertaining, you know doesn't yeah. have to wrestle he can comment do commentary come out there and you know he could sell you know a broom or something to an audience <laughs> yeah. he's just you know that in, yeah, you know as long as they don't go along with like the current trend in the wwe you know where they bring back these older big name wrestlers and well, like lesnar or uh goldberg uh like i said i haven't been watching it but uh, i still kind of keep up with it they can but, barely uh, go anymore well, and they well, they they bring them back, and then you know they they have just sprinkled appearances here and there. Right, like Lesnar works like three times a year, maybe. Yeah, and I mean, from what I've what I've read or whatever, who knows? It was on the internet, so you know. But I th- it looks like I think CM Punk's supposed to be doing like not part time or anything, and you know, so it's supposed to be like a full time kind of deal. So hopefully. I know they also signed. Yeah, like, well, they may be real. They may so. have paid him. Um, they may have paid him a, a big, uh, give him a big contract. You know, to uh, really try to give uh, AEW that extra push it needs. Which, right. which I mean, from what I understand, it's already working, gaining a lot of ground. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I mean, it's it's been uh, beating NXT in ratings every week. So, I mean, I know that's not yeah, a NXT actually ended up moving nights. So like they're no longer having the Wednesday night war or whatever. So, and I, I actually haven't watched NXT recently. Just it's, it's been changing quite a bit. So I, uh, I don't know. AEW is doing pretty good. They got a second show going out right now too. So they got a rampage on Friday nights, like right after SmackDown. So, I think Friday, yeah, Wednesday and Fridays are the best nights to be a wrestling fan right now. I haven't watched any of AEW yet, but I keep meaning to get around uh, and get into it. But um, you know, I'm excited for it. Uh, I I'd like to see you know, you know, like uh, like back in the day, you know, with the Monday Night Wars competition, with, uh, it brings yeah, out the yeah. best in both. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, WWE's really and uh i don't know it's it doesn't seem to be getting like smackdown's been a pretty good show but uh raw is like almost painful to watch like i've been tuning out and watching american dad wow. half the time like at 10 something you know uh, it's, it, i don't know like everybody i like wwe keeps like firing so you know and they just they're, they're going to AEW. so they fired the fiend like that was one of my guys uh, and daniel bryan left they're all, you know, supposedly going to AEW. They got Alistair yeah, Black. Uh, Paul White's already there, the big show, isn't he? And Mark Henry, Christian just went there. Got Christian. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jericho, Ambrose. So they've got a, they got, a, they're getting traction. So it'd be interesting to see how they use everybody. Well, you know? hopefully they'll fare better than TNA did. I, I was excited when TNA first launched. I was too. I really thought they were going to go places. And then yeah. they then they brought in Hogan and a bunch of the old WCW guys. Dixie Carter. And I'm like, oh, this is a horrible idea. Why, guys? Why? And sure enough, you know, it wasn't wasn't long before 
they started to go belly up. Yeah. Yeah, I started tuning out somewhere around that era. But uh, I was really big, like, fan of TNA back. I was excited when they got Kurt Angle. Like, that was a yeah. really big deal. They got Sting, Christian. Those were, like, the glory days. So, yeah, what that company's become, I don't know, <laughs> Impact Wrestling now. Do they even still have a, a television show? Yeah, it's on uh, Thursdays, I think. They keep switching nights whenever uh, SmackDown and other stuff switches, so. Yeah, it's uh, it's all right, but they don't have like any of the guys hardly. Uh, Christians on both like because he just went back to AEW and AEW has like a working relationship going with uh Impact, which is TNA. Um, so they kind of like bring over some of the guys. So wow. Christian made made his first return to Impact because he won their title. They still have like a title and stuff, and uh, they uh had their first match like his first match in like a decade almost on you know Impact Wrestling this past week or something or his appearance or whatever. So they're still going. They're trying to make a comeback. They've got a few of the guys from like Petey Williams. I think I've seen at some point, I don't know if he's signed. I think he just like pops in here and there. And um, I don't know who else they really have left, but a lot of, a lot I mean, of they lost, are... they lost sting and they lost their golden boy. Um uh... Jeff Jarrett's not there anymore. He doesn't own it. Like, <laughs> yeah, he went back um, to WWE. I never thought I'd see that, but yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that was a couple happened. years ago. They actually inducted Jeff Jarrett into the WWE Hall of Fame. Wow, never thought I'd see that day. Yeah, like Vince Russo getting in. Yeah, but I didn't ever think we'd see. Like I said, TNA losing their Golden Boy AJ Styles. I didn't ever think I'd see him go to WWE and. Yeah, uh, the, he was, Samoa yeah. Joe too. I mean, uh, like I thought those guys were, you know, hardcore TNA and wouldn't jump ship, but uh, they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of sad because both of them, when they did, they were both kind of past their prime. You know, they they weren't young guys yeah. anymore by the time they got to WWE. AJ can still go though. AJ's real like he Samoa Joe keeps getting injured, but like AJ can go. I know. He, He's like changed up his move set a little bit, but he still pulls out some of his crazy moves here and there. But uh, I, I don't know. Like he's he's I know in his forties, he wanted to retire. I think when he was forty, and he's already past that, and he's still going. But I think he's on his last contract or whatever he says, or I read, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, how can he turn down that WWE money though? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, his run's gone a lot better than any like most of the other guys that came from TNA or that were in WCW. Well, I think they've probably done with them like they've done with uh, a lot of the uh, guys from NXT that they've uh, give a big push. They're they're hot shit in NXT, and then when they make the jump to uh, SmackDown or Raw, and uh, and that a lot of them they don't ever get past the mid card. No, they. I mean, look what's ha- you carrying Cross right now is just getting destroyed ever since they brought him up to the main roster. Keith Lee, they have no idea, you know, what they're doing with him and all these guys that, you know, look like stars, you know, from NXT. And yeah, they just, they don't know what they're doing. They and the bad part is NXT. that, that discredits, discredits NXT. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, uh, so Vince is like pretty much soured on it from 
what it looks like. I mean, it's it's gone downhill. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see it go the way of ECW. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I don't think it'll be around too much longer. Like, I haven't even been watching it lately. I'm like, I guess Samoa Joe did just win the title. Like, he went back to NXT. So, that's no. pretty cool. But, you know, so, yeah, you know. I, I watch uh, Dynamite faithfully, and now Friday nights are really good. So, those are my two wrestling nights, typically, if I can catch it. So, but uh, I'm hoping uh, wrestling gets... It's a little good again because I need something to, something fun to watch and get behind, you know, get into. So, but. what about the what about the entrance themes anymore? That that's one thing I that really sticks yeah. out to me from the Attitude Era was the awesome entrance themes. I mean, you had right. Triple H's uh, Motorhead entrance theme. Right. Uh, uh, I love like, CM Punk had uh, cult He's of personality. Cult personality, you still got that. Yeah, um, see, I, I really love, like, the Ruth, like, uh, how was it, uh, Forcible Entry, that CD was great, um, it's like when, like, Disturbed did Stone Cold Song, and, uh, I got, Undertaker was rolling out the Limp Bizkit at one point, Yeah, yeah. but, uh, Our Lady Peace did Chris Benoit's theme, uh, Dope did, like, a remix of, uh, Vince McMahon's theme, I know, Cypress Hill, I think Cypress Hill was, uh, did, did Taz's theme or something or like a remix of it. I know they had all these cool like bands though coming in and doing like theme songs and stuff. And I always, I always thought that was really cool. Like I liked uh I liked the pay per view themes a lot better back around that time too. They had uh, you know, lots of cool rock bands for like the entrances, Drowning Pool and Seether and Yeah. Uh Saliva, all sorts of this, you know, POD Limp Biscuit again. I'm not a big big Limp Biscuit fan, but nobody I think can deny the My Way uh, promo for WrestleMania 17 with uh, The Rock and Austin. That was just perfect. So, yeah, but I miss uh, the commentary. Like, I mean, Jr. and King were like my favorite all time, you know, duo. But, Absolutely. Uh, I still enjoy Jr. He's on the AEW's got Jr. I don't know. Yeah, if I heard he that, was on there. Yeah, Taz is there. He does some stuff uh, commentary, and uh, yeah. So they got you know they got some cool stuff, and they got um, Tony Schiavone. That's right. Yeah. Um, so you know they got some familiar voices and stuff. I like it better than what WWE's doing. They got all these guys. I have no clue like who they are and. You know, it's like they, I think they've still got like King and some of the guys like under contract or something, but they don't use them. I miss King. Like, I, I don't know. I like a familiar face and voice kind of calling the show, you know, have a new guy in maybe, but like not all new teams. Like, they changed the Raw team like yeah. three times. Like, it's like, who are these people? Like, I don't know. I hate change though. So, we don't like change, right? Uh, fuck, <laughs> fuck no. Well, you guys are going to like the change from the last year and a half now that you're going to get back out playing that's live a, shows. That's I a imagine. good change. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good change. We're looking very forward to that. So I know uh got quite a few people I'm hoping I'll see out there. We know our PR chick, Stacy, Stacy Perry, you want to give a shout out to her. She's probably going to watch this tomorrow. It's uh, past her bedtime. But uh, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, she's been doing a lot to help us out. Got a, a lot of really cool team, you know, helping us out behind us right now. Got our, our 
art girl, Kylie, and um, she does White Wolf art. I wanted to give her a shout out. She designed the album cover and uh, also the flyer for our September 11th show uh, at Giovanni's, I believe. <laughs> so uh got to get that shameless plug in there. But uh, Awesome. Hey, plug away. Plug away. Plug and away. While we we're at it, um, where can guy, well, guys, where can people uh, download your music or buy your CD? Yeah. Uh, where, where can they find you on social media? Yeah, so Tyler's been subtly holding our CD for about a half. No, he was that committed to uh, to this. So bring that a little closer to the camera, there, Tyler. I'll talk you through some of this. Oh, you can get a lot closer. Yeah, get up I'm and hydrate. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah, you can take your earbuds out. Yeah. So uh, we went with a physical CD. We went through Disc Makers. It's a magazine that I've been seeing forever since I was, you know, a kid. Used to spam my dad's house with that stuff, and uh, I don't know. I know a lot about technology and keep up with all of it, but in a way, we're all kind of old school. Uh, some people still want physical CDs, like I won't buy a car that doesn't have one or that I can't rip out, you know, the stereo and put an aftermarket in. So if you Hell, find us a show... Put it in LP and I'll buy it. That's how old school I Yeah, am. I mean, no, we're considering that kind of stuff. Cassettes are garbage, but vinyl still have their place. Vinyl you know, has I, made a huge comeback. I mean... It has. They, it's I, I in every Walmart only, now. There's, uh, they went from having Walmart went from having like like a little four foot section to uh, to like a twelve uh, foot section of a uh, rack of uh, vinyls now. And uh, yeah, it was interesting. It's awesome. Obviously, with all all of the digital, both accommodation, first the illegal downloading and then streaming, buying kind of went away completely. But then vinyl kind of came back, and one of the last few years, vinyls actually outsold CDs for the first time since like it was like 87 or something like yeah that. i heard about that i heard about that yeah yeah so, so that's really cool so that's yeah awesome. so we, we keep up on that as far as online our facebook's our main social media if you want to follow us see what we're up to get a hold of us uh we're also on youtube you can find a fair amount of covers some live videos of us playing different shows a lot of them are fan made uh or fan caught live things so we try to whenever somebody sends us something hey i grab this song we try to share it with everyone yeah, so come to shows and film us, and we might put your video up. Yeah, yeah, most certainly. Um, as far as finding our music online, we're on everything. Um, you know, Amazon Music, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Spotify, YouTube Music. Bandcamp, you know, right? Bandcamp. Bandcamp, band yeah. Reverb so, Nation? No? Possibly. Possibly. More, more than I can keep track of. If, if you find it, let us know. Yeah, yeah if we you might search be for our show, you'll find us. Um, I think some of, some of our stuff showing up easier uh, was really proud of ourselves the last maybe a month or two ago. We finally got our blue check mark on Facebook. That was uh, yeah. yeah, awesome. Seven years official now. <laughs> yeah, it's Facebook official in, in another form. Mike, so, where's our blue check mark? We're not official. What can I say? We've been doing this shit for eleven it's years. An, eleven. It's years an intense process. Not official. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of different requirements. Um, it was it was a lot of work just to even submit it, and then you know, kind of to our surprise, but kind of not at the same time they accepted, which was cool. So, I don't know. Give it a go. See what they say. There you go, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Gotta give that doesn't a shot. hurt to try. Absolutely. I have a feeling Rich. I've been going crazy do that, lately though. with flyers. I've been going all old school myself, though. Yeah, we hit it on both fronts. You know, we we got the CDs looking in the vinyls. You know, 
stapling and taping flyers all over town. We I'm do technologically that. impaired, so yeah, I, I, he does all the. I hear you, buddy. Technical <laughs> stuff, right? Yeah, Tyler and I yeah. try to keep up on most of our tech stuff, and these guys are a little old school. It's probably you know we got a little bit of age. I still have a band. BlackBerry. I mean, I still got a BlackBerry <laughs> too. Hey, the Blackberries no. were awesome. Dude, they still are. They are awesome. <laughs> no, um, you know, I got like a pretty intense uh, professional career outside of the band and stuff, and I need a full keyboard. I mean, if, if we're talking technical information, engineering information, typing paragraphs, no one's going to outspeed me with a full keyboard. Good luck with your iPhone's touchscreen and your three buttons. Yeah. There's no way. <laughs> I have to have a keyboard. My, yeah. So I try, I try to keep Matt at least only two BlackBerry versions behind. <laughs> Yeah, I got I got a new I'm getting a new BlackBerry, and they're like, "What are you talking about? Like, they still <laughs> yeah. make them. They really do. We get made fun of." So I was like, "Man, the day that I can't get a keyboard on a phone, I'm I'm, I'm done. Like I'm getting a landline again yeah. if I can." Oh yeah, I do miss it. I think I had one of those uh, slider phones at one time, the uh, Motorola Karma. I think they were, but I love that thing just because of the keyboard on it. Yeah, I got still just off camera. I got my whole stack of Blackberries. I got. I still got five or six of these things. You know, they still work. They just, you know, the operating systems get so outdated that... Uh, you need, you need to write a song about your Blackberries. <laughs> about Blackberries. <laughs> when the time comes. Yeah, when it comes to lyrical content, uh, that's definitely all Matt. Um, as far as our songwriting process, I guess we could talk a little more music. Um, there's not a strict thing that initiates any song, but once it's about halfway through, we kind of have a process at this point. We've been together and have good chemistry. Um instrumentally songs are almost always finished before um we go that way we write melodies before words um and then so you know we have like how many syllables per line do we have going on what's the plot of contours of all that stuff and then matt stitches it together and somehow throws something very meaningful and unique you know I over try. so yeah a lot of it's um a lot of the instrumentals a combination of myself and tyler and sad will come up with something and kind of hand it over to Matt and see what it makes him say, you know. Oh, yeah, you, I mean, you guys, I mean, you can definitely tell from your music. Uh, it, there's definitely a good chemistry going on there. Uh, if not, it, it it just seems so effortless with such great flow to it. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a combination of good chemistry. It's effortless working with each other. We get along really well. Uh, but yeah, there's a uh, there's painstaking attention to detail when it comes to it. Uh, I think writing is my least favorite part. I love of, it. <laughs> I love it and hate it, but I love it. I hate it because I care too much and it drives me crazy. We're all perfectionists when it comes it to it. Takes way too long. I don't. I uh, I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get better at the, the speed thing. But uh, for me, I. Uh, like I was just reading the other day, like it was uh, somebody was talking about slip. They're listening to Slipknot, and uh, they're like, it was, they were I think Japanese or something, and they're like, I don't understand what they're saying. Like you know the lyrics, I don't speak that you know, but it, I just really like how it sounds. Hmm. And uh, I always I was a big fan of Nirvana, and um, he, you know Kurt cared about the sounds of words more than their meaning really. And it's like I care about both, but it was always just about. You know how how that sounds, the rhymes, the syllables, how it sounded with the guitar and the, you know the music and everything, and uh, it was always uh, you know melody. The melody and music always comes first. You it, know, so that, I yeah, always come is, up with the melody. Absolutely, it's really important. When People it comes constantly to constantly ask what I'm singing, and I was like, I have no idea yet. We I'm don't just know yet. Pencil. 
bits and pieces in, you know, as it comes to me and, you know, try to fill in the gaps. Yeah. I, I, it's, of course it's best to have great music and great lyrics, but I try to view things on the extremities when you're analyzing situations like that. If your options were a great song, a great instrumental and horrible lyrics or great lyrics, but a horrible song, you know, which one do you pick? The music's the most important thing when it comes down to it. I mean, you know, if you've got horrible sounding music, it doesn't matter how cool the words are. You're not going to want to listen. Right. To it. See, that's something, um, you know, I like, I try to think like, cause I mean, you can have the cheesiest, you know, like the pop music, you know, most, some of that dumbest lyrics, but too. if it's, you know, catchy and it's this hook that gets stuck in your head, you know, you, you know, and a lot of times, like I grew up singing along, I didn't know, I'd always get the lyrics wrong. Like I'm still finding out lyrics to songs. Like I thought I knew 20 years ago. Oh, I hear you. Yeah. I was way off. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I love with the new album too. We didn't put any lyrics anywhere because I really hate that you can just go online and find lyrics to songs everywhere. Like mm -hmm. I, I used to listen to it over and over again, trying to figure out what the hell they were saying because I just can't hear right apparently. Like you know, and that's I think too comes back to like you know just the way words sound, not necessarily their meaning. Like I want them to have good meaning, but you know they have to sound good first. And I know, um, like for when I'm listening to something too, like. I don't care how good, you know, like the lyrics are. I don't look at it like I love poetry and shit, but I don't look at it like that. You know, like I got to hear something. I got to get drawn in by the melody, you know, be tapping my foot along or headbang along, mumbling along, getting the words wrong, probably, you know, but um, I, that melody is, you know, stuck in my head. And then, you know, only if I care that much, am I going to go through the trouble to appreciate what the words exactly. even are? So it's kind I, of funny our dynamic and yeah. skill sets. Uh, Matt and I are the ones that sing in this band. Him way more than myself. I, I was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we do a really cool harmony. Tyler remembers. Yeah, like. Tyler remembers all lyrics for every song ever, and Matt and I have a complete inability to grasp those. It's. I don't. <laughs> I'm still like. I, oh, that, that's one of my biggest weaknesses. Is I still don't know what I'm. I just ad lib it here and there. As long as we're not like doing harmonies, that's not such a problem. But yeah. Oh, I'm hearing a little delay. Ooh, like voices in my head. Yeah, that's new. That's about. It. Yeah. We still sound okay on your guys. That's cool. Head. Yeah. No, you definitely still. Uh, you're we were having some through. technical difficulties in here. All right. We'll just tune that part out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's okay, yeah. guys. Nobody's listening anyway. <laughs> <laughs> one, one can only hope. But yeah, the vocal <laughs> harmony thing. Um, I don't know. Matt and I were in. Uh, bands prior to this and kind of in our local hard rock or metal scene whatever you want to call this kind of music like being melodic was like you're almost a pussy it was uncool to you know have something memorable we'd see band or after bring band, out acoustics or bring or, out acoustics yeah, or have strings on your piano stuff. or anything um i grew up with classical music was my first love um i don't know that that had to work its way eventually so i, w I wasn't going to just tolerate that um but you know you'd see a band they do a half hour set and with no melodic frameworks at all, you know, not, you'd walk away from that and not remember a single thing. It was just completely unforgettable. So we knew we had to get away from that. We started writing together. Sure. And I think our first song vocally that we recorded was Weathered and Broken. And Matt had a great vocal Maybe. melody for that chorus. I'm like, all right. I'm like, what if we go, you know, a third up, just a simple third, you know, minor or major as you're going along. Pick I have up, no idea third. what that means, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of the music theory Nazi. 
uh, someone's got to be. <laughs> but yeah, and then I'm, so he he dubbed himself over a third higher. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'm like, what if on the second course we have you go an octave up? And so it sounded sweet. And we've always had this iterative approach with writing where we'll we'll write every note is actually transcribed onto sheet music, and I write everything out in MIDI and hear it that way, so I can play with all of it before we go through the effort of recording it. And then we do that, and then we'll play it live together out in the barn and go back and forth for about two years on every song. Um, and, you know, with just Matt singing at first, I'm like, this sucks. I'm like, it just sounded so empty once you were used to the layered harmony kind of a thing going on. Yeah. So we're like, well, someone else has to sing. I guess I'll do it. Uh, I'm so used to that now. Like, when yeah. I write, I was I, like, and we, our other bassist, he did some, some screams and stuff, which Sebastian ended up doing. But, like, you know taken over when he left but um like so i started writing like vocal parts for like three people so and like six guitar parts i didn't write that that was my fault yeah i so you know i was like you do this and this and i'm gonna do this and then you know so now there's two of us doing the singing instead of three so we're still tr making it happen but yeah we we like to try to not limit the studio recordings you know do whatever we want to do on there to make it sound as good as we can and have the full vision and then how the do hell our we best play to, this? yeah do our best to replicate that live get as close note to note as you can you know having four guys you know some bands have nine people and they'll make as many sounds as we make with four of us you know so it's, it's a good challenge you know yeah. there's times that i'm running sound and singing and playing keyboard and guitar and you know trying to hang in there we need like six of them yeah <laughs> Sam, do you got anything? Been here for my drummer. <laughs> hey, Tyler, do you want to talk? And would you like to ask me? <laughs> Mike, think my Mike headphones what, are what's your questions, out. Mike? What? Yeah. Oh, Mike. <laughs> ask them what, questions. What questions would you like to ask him? Oh, there were questions. Um, I don't know, just, uh, how long would you say your, um, your writing process is for songs and whatnot? Like, I mean, I know that you said you go back and forth for like, you know, two years when you come up with something, but like, um, you know, from the basis of like, um, coming up with the, the lyrics and the, the melodies, then how long does that take? Is that like pretty, um. What is it like? Uh, is that pretty like, uh, like pretty quick, or is that uh, does that take a long well, period? Well, that's of time? a great question, actually. And every song has a completely different approach to it. I'd say it does. Um, you know, sometimes if Sebastian and I work on instrumentals and whatnot, yeah, it might literally just get done in a day, possibly. But the process of, like Matt said, when he's writing lyrics and trying to figure stuff out, uh, it's it's trying to find what's perfect and what's not like what you were saying and he he goes back and forth on what he thinks will work best and what won't so once we get like a foundation laid out that's when we go back and forth at practice till we tighten up on it mm -hmm. and you know we still never necessarily land on something right away we just keep trying to work to make it better because we want to make sure it's the best it can possibly be like we don't like putting out junk you know every every artist you know very few have like those albums that have like a perfect song on every album you really enjoy and whatnot all killer no filler yeah some 41 we're yeah. we're uh we all like pop punk a lot in the early 2000s alternative and stuff of that sort and love green day and the Foo fighters and stuff like that 
really big on that stuff. And what I was saying, though, is we just try to make sure every song that's put out, you know, just really has a meaning to it and is enjoyable to hear. Like, we just don't like putting out garbage. We feel like it's a waste of our time and the audience's time, you know? And I just, you know, I feel like there's so many bands that might have a great album or a few good songs on some stuff, but, like, a lot of the other stuff's just, like, it's easily forgettable, you know? You'll find some good stuff that stands out and you want to hear it, and then other stuff you just don't give a fuck about, really. So it's, like, we just try to make sure everything is that important, and if it takes more time, then it takes more time. You know, like, hashing stuff out and practicing it over and over, we normally will come up with stuff we feel is better overall based on, you know, like, what the original foundation is so that's why it takes longer sometimes but some songs can definitely be done pretty quickly you know um i know some songs matt matt wrote many years back when he was a teenager basically and i think you know we have future plans to make those into actual songs of ours um when we get around to it but he has great stuff and he you know he took a long time writing some lyrics yeah you know he took a long time writing his lyrics and they're amazing and it's like it's like unreleased gold pretty much you know and i think I can't wait for down the road when people can hear this stuff. I yeah. think Sebastian would agree with that too. Yeah, and like like we said earlier, there's no exact way that a song starts. It can be like Radio Silence was just a drum beat at first. We wrote around that. Right, right. Pain and Fortune was a vocal melody first, and then a lot of things are guitar, bass, or piano will stem an idea. Yeah, and, and yeah. we have a riff bank, whatever you want to call it. The, we call it the vault. Um, you know, a section on Google Drive where we got a bunch of guitar profiles we store in there, or midis or different, you know, bunch of voice notes from Matt's Blackberries. It, it's hundreds of things. It <laughs> yeah, really there's is. hundreds like, of things it, in there. It's so. like, uh, what do you say about Metallica? Yeah, it's, it, I kind of got the concept from them. They got a riff bank, you know, cassette recorders and stuff. But, you know, anytime someone has an idea, they just throw it down and, you know, and store it. So sometimes we'll have three riffs that are flowing pretty well together. And then you kind of look back at what you've done over the last three or four years. And, hey, you know, that idea, we didn't have anything that went with it now or back then, but we do now. Yeah. We try not to. Together. Yeah. We don't want to, like, force or artificially stitch, you know, pieces together just just for. We try to wait for different things to kind of align on their own in somewhat of an organic way. Yeah. And another interesting thing is uh, the songwriting process. Like he was saying, some songs started with a random drum beat or a random guitar riff, and then more stuff merged from it. We've had um, some sequences where, even though I mainly play bass guitar, some guitar ideas were mine that he ended up going with to make a song, and then some bass ideas were his that I ended up using to start some songs. Yeah. So it, it's just a really cool process we do where... We feel like we can all help each other out in a big way. It's very democratic, um, not only the songwriting process, but a lot of this band. That was very important to me from the beginning. Um, you know, you get a lot of egos in the music industry, and, you know, if I'm not doing this, then I'm not in it or whatever. Like, I don't care who comes up with whose parts and stuff like that. The best idea wins. So, mm -hmm. you know, Tyler's written really great acoustic guitar parts that, you know, I play live and vice versa, and I'll write some drum parts, and... Tyler will help Matt stitch some lyrics together and stuff. So there's yeah. no shame with any of that. Whatever makes yeah. the, the song the, team the best at the end. The most important. When one person does it, it's just it's so lopsided, and you're. I feel like you're getting the same thing over and over. Like you got to have the different creative ideas going on. That's the best way to get you know the best outcome possibly. I mean, that's what you're doing on stage. You're playing as a group. That's how the music should be formed to begin with. Sure. I mean, like I said, I know, I know there's some bands that just straight up it's an ego thing and one person might take over most of the stuff for a producer. And I just don't feel like you're getting the best out of what you can do. You know, when you do that stuff, I feel like when you put all the minds together, 
it's 100% the best process, you know? You got to think, like, uh, producers and TV, on TV shows and whatever, it's so many people working on that stuff. I mean, when it's one person, you think one person comes up with all these things? I mean, it's, it's insane, the, the brain work that goes into it, really. Now, see, now, it's funny, though. If I'm talking, like, Harry Potter, you look at, like, J.K. Rowling and all her imagination and books and whatnot, I really don't know if she actually had help doing all that, but it'd be crazy to think she wouldn't have because you see how long all those books are and what went into the movies. Like her imagination is absolutely insane. I put that. Like, yeah, not, a, King not everybody's. Yeah, I'd say not everybody's Stephen King. <laughs> yeah, there's always an exception. There's, there's to very the rare people, but I would say for majority musicians, in particular, in TV shows and whatnot, it and movies, I think. The teamwork is what makes it so essential with all the different ideas and combinations because one person's not going to think of all of those things. Yeah, and it's one thing to have the initial spark. You know, someone can shit those out all day, but it does never hurts to have an editor, you know, someone to double-check it before it's mass-released. So we're, we're all very self-critical um, when it comes to our ideas and our techniques and our performance abilities. And then whatever we don't iron out individually, we help, you know, shave off of each other, you know. With the no ego things, like you know, Tyler gets better every year. But you know, when he first started, I'd hear a sour note, and I just have to give him a certain look, and he he knew yeah. not to let it happen again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Tyler's never never shy to let Matt know he's messing up the words. Yeah, cor- correcting people on their mistakes is the best or way drums. to get better. Yeah. And uh, Sebastian's just beyond unbelievable. He's been playing music his whole life for how good and talented he is with what he does. But even he makes mistakes sometimes too, and he knows that. So we all have to correct each other. (laughs) And that's just the best way to do stuff. When you don't do that and you just keep going and things don't get better and people don't know that they need to improve on stuff, you know, it's just you're kind of just delaying the inevitable of stuff getting worse down the road, really. Like you got to communicate pretty much. You know, it's you got to be open and honest with each other about stuff, and that's the way to go. Well, just just going off of you guys' music it, alone, you can tell you guys are very polished and very professional. Uh, I mean, it really shows in the music. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, and I'll tell you the uh, the album. Honestly, there's not a track on there that I do not like. I like everything on there. See, that's what we that's want to awesome. hear from literally everyone. We don't want to put out garbage and have anyone say, yeah, that song or something. We just want everyone to appreciate everything in its own way. And if you can pick a favorite out of it, that's great. I normally have a hard time. I always find a few favorites I like and switch back and forth. Same, but, yeah. You know, it's, it changes up with the mood and whatnot, but that that's the main goal, just making sure everyone appreciates just about every track. You know, you can't please everyone, but that's what we want to hear is just that you you know respect every track pretty much you know definitely you know they're all um they're all very kind of you know unique and and special and like you said they definitely um you know um you gravitate towards you know sometimes one over the other based on the mood at least for me like what i listen to music really you know depends on my mood and all that and uh in a given yeah, the mood that you're in can definitely affect what you're gravitated towards. Um, and again, none of this is forced, but we have a wide variety of influences, and we're not afraid to like wear them on our sleeves sometimes. Oh, I'd say very wide, actually. How how much how different our interests are. We have 
a ton of the same interests that, that come together in a really good way. Yeah, we, there's some common ground, and I think it shows in the songwriting that I really don't think it's one-dimensional. It's not the same song nine times in a row on albums yeah. and stuff like that. There's a lot of different elements going on. Hey, if and, you had to pinpoint something, sorry to cut you off. No, you're good, yep. I don't know where Matt went, but that the 90s era of like alternative and grunge is probably our most common ground. I'd That's the say. most common ground. Yeah, for all four of us. Yeah, for me personally, it's classical music, uh, kind of a, a the end of the Baroque area in the early classical period, Bach, Mozart, stuff like that. Uh, the 90s pop punk and 80s metal. Those yeah, and I, I think I think that's what I enjoy so much about you guys' music is because I, I can hear all of that in your songs. Yeah, and, you know, for an 80s kid like me, it's great. You're like, oh, that this this riff sounds like. Uh, like a 80s hair band rip and then you'll go oh, into uh, a lot of the guitar playing yeah, yeah some... that's where i drew my influences all those 80s shred dudes i was born in 93 i'm getting older but i'm still a bit of a youngin but i was kind of born 20 years too late in a way uh, i was meant to be part of that 80s shred wave the mike varney label and all that uh but yeah no ingray paul gilbert uh randy was what got me really first started i started playing uh all those instruments when i was five but i heard uh, Randy Rose. I didn't think I had to say a last name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when yeah. I was 10. Yeah. Um, great, Randy Rhodes. Yeah, I heard Mr. Crowley then, and that's when I was like, okay, I don't care what sacrifices I have to make or how many years I got to practice, but I want to be able to to play that. That, that was know. the song I got turned on to Ozzy with as a kid. Yeah, that Mr. Crowley, you know, it took me till I was like 21 until I could get it, you know. It, yeah, it took, it took a long time. That's Crazy Train Soul is not that hard. It, it it sounds really hard, but a lot of people can do that. Try finding someone playing that middle Mystic, Mr. Crowley solo note for note and cleanly. It's That is rare. Randy was way ahead of his time. Um, you know, he was fast, but he could play weird patterns really quick. It wasn't like, you know, gimmicky things with him. Yeah, he did a lot of weird blues patterns. Definitely, and stuff. definitely an amazing talent gone way too soon. Uh, oh, speaking of uh, talent, well, uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, gone too soon, I guess you'd say. We recently uh, here, I guess, just yesterday, maybe, uh, lost uh, Charlie Watts, uh, the Stones drummer. I, I just heard that today. That that sucks. I was going to go see them. Uh, they, they were live. I was going to go see them in St. Louis here uh, uh, just a couple months ago, and um, something came up where I couldn't go. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I hate I missing that. I don't know if it's just social media and all of us being more connected each year, but it just seems like the last two, three years in particular have been so brutal with the losses in the music industry. Well, I, know, I think, like the, yeah, who knows? I think a lot of it too, especially for for us seventies uh, and eighties kids, is those guys. You know the, yeah, the ones we we grew up, the bands we grew up idolizing. Uh, you know they're. You know, getting up there in years now, we're just starting to yep. lose a lot of them, and it sucks. <laughs> yep, it, it definitely does. So, yeah, our, our influence is all, all over the place. And, you know, things like the Pain and Fortune intro, that harpsichord intro, uh, you know, I was playing around on a harpsichord setting, as I as I do, probably too much. And I, I came up with that thing. I'm like, I really like that. That's going to be in a song, and hopefully these guys are cool with it. And I didn't know what they would think, and... They seem to dig it at least after a little bit. And then I was a little nervous our first time playing it out live. But, you know, I don't care if people are like, like it or not. <laughs> that needed to be in the song. It's really good. I'm a big, like, 90s fan, of course. So that's 
I, uh, you know, I'm, I love a lot of grunge music, alternative nineties music. So, I mean, yeah, mo like most of my idols are like pretty much gone now too. Uh, like 2017 was a pretty bad year for, uh, like even like, you know, musicians and stuff losing them. We lost, uh, Chester and, uh, Chris Cornell, like, you know, we lost Scott back in 2015, Wyland, you know, um, Lane and Kurt were my favorite, like, you know, two of my favorite front men at least. 2017. Yes. Yeah, you can't, can't speak of losing great artists in 2017 without bringing up the, uh, man himself, Tom Petty. Man, that one hit me hard. Cause yeah, no shit. He was always one of my favorites uh, growing up, and uh, and still is. But he, uh, the man, I, I never got to see him live. But that was another one. Whenever he died, I was like, man, I got to start going to more live shows. I keep putting it off. Whenever these right, acts you know, that I grew up with, these people yeah. be with you, like to, to get that experience. Yeah, uh, back in 2018, summer of 2018. Uh, I got to take my uh, eight-year-old daughter at the time. No, it was 2019 because it was, yeah, right before uh, the summer before the pandemic. Uh, I got to take her to see uh, Alice Cooper, and that was great. Nice. That was the year I got to see Alice in Chains and Corn right before the world went to shit. Yeah. And uh, I was, it was a good show. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. Corn, I think, has gotten great, you know, with ever since Head came back. Uh, they're all like, you know, rejuvenated, full of life again, at least when I saw them. And Alice in Chains was cool. They were, uh, I wish I could have seen them back in the day, but, you know, it was still cool. Um, and I think uh, they were like taking a break to both work on solo albums, like, you know, Duvall and Jerry. So should be interesting. I think Jerry just released his solo album not too long ago. So. I, I, I want to get out and see more bands too. I'm looking forward to going back to concerts and yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully next summer things will be much different and uh, uh, yeah, fingers crossed here. We right? can head in full force. Yeah. That that's the hope. You know, uh, yeah, we're hoping, hoping the world returns to normal. Things are, you know, kind of looking a little sketchy right now, but, uh, we're hoping for the best. We're planning on playing our shows and we want to do as much as we can this fall. Like we've, uh, we've got a couple of those shows lined up in September and then, uh, you know, we're, uh, tr trying to load up our calendar as much as we can. We're supposed to make our way out to Texas possibly next year. We're hoping. So we're, you know, trying to play some gigs, save some money up. So be an expensive trip, but, uh, so we'll just see, you know, make a music video, see what the world does, kind of react, you know, to what's going on. But uh, we've, you know, got plans, got plan A and plan B, you know, see what kind of happens with things. So I know some movies got delayed a little here and there. So, you know, yeah, well, I can't wait for the music video then, because uh, that is being an 80s kid. That's one of the biggest things I miss about music is music videos. I love music videos. Like, I mean, that's to me, that really is a tap of it. I mean, you know, is is what you're seeing, you know, partially like and they add, they add a whole other you know? dimension to a song. Right. Absolutely. That's one thing I like we, we want to work on is getting a, a music video together. And uh, we don't know what song, though. There's, you know, maybe something off of we've we been working on some new material while we were, uh, you know, quarantined and whatnot and chilling so we uh we, we've got like 
probably like 30 new like demos or half done like you know ideas or whatever you want to call them and uh we've started working on some of that stuff but uh you know it'll probably be a long time before anybody hears it because uh we didn't really get to really do much with our you know this, this our last album and play any shows really and even play the songs live like once i think we got to play the songs live once so you know we just uh we're gonna keep working on the future but uh the hope is we can play mozart's nirvana that is our latest album live you know we did it in its entirety one time so i don't know if we'll do that again i think all new songs might be a bit too much uh, i forget who was talking to this the other day uh i hang out with a few crews and stuff and I, I get people mixed up sometimes but somebody somebody was talking about how they hate like when bands go and just play everything off their new album and then you know like i came here for the hits you know or the you know some older stuff or whatever so not that we have a ton of hits or anything but you know i think maybe half and half's a good thing you know we'll play some old songs now especially since it's been so long yeah just know. mix it up yeah, yeah half and half and we, we've got four hour shows coming up so we'll be playing like a lot of stuff so and we'll be playing some covers too we got i think this will be our first show with keys with the keyboard out there so uh we've got a, a lot of cool stuff in store for everybody who's able to to make it out Definitely. so we're, we're looking very forward to it stacy our uh pr lady is going to come out and film some of the performances but come out and see it anyways so <laughs> maybe you'll be in the performance so well we're looking forward to it guys and uh everybody be sure and uh get on uh iTunes, uh, and like these guys said, they're pretty Spotify, well everywhere. Facebook, yeah. 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 Uh, download some, uh, Dirt Nap. Dirt Nap. Yep. Dirt Nap. Right, well, uh, well, guys, thanks so much for joining us. This has really been great. Hey, thanks for having us. Uh, thank you very much for having us. All right, anytime. And Mike, thanks for blowing all our ears. Yeah, exactly. We appreciate heard that song now. before, I think. <laughs> we'll be back after this. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you again soon. <laughs> And places that I've never been Pictures of faces that I won't forget When we're angels we make it All I can know is I'm not alone I'm running in circles I'm closer
Actually, I think that is my favorite song as of right now off of that CD. So, yeah, I, I definitely do enjoy that one. And uh, those guys, I mean, always. Uh, the wrestling talk I was a little lost on because I haven't watched wrestling since um, Saturday night main event. <laughs> I'm aging uh, myself there. <laughs> yeah, they brought back that back in the 2000s, I think. Uh, no, they Saturday didn't. Did they main really? Event. Yeah, they brought it back. But uh, like I was saying to them, I haven't, I haven't watched wrestling uh, in probably, I said five or six years, but honestly, it's probably been closer to ten. Damn! But you held that up pretty. I mean, how the hell did you do that? You still knew just uh, what I skimmed through on Facebook or on Google, you know. Uh, 
it'll have uh, ads about it. I kind of, oh yeah, kind of like uh, my grandmother uh, always used to watch soap operas, right. and uh, and when her job, when she started working a job where she couldn't uh, watch her soap operas anymore, she just started buying those little soap digest books they oh, had. Yeah. Uh, my mother still at the grocery gets those. store. And uh, she would keep up with them by that. I guess I do the same thing with uh, Facebook articles. Well, you would, um, honestly, you're probably going to enjoy the uh, new show that will be starting on the network. uh, Probably. Oh, I don't listen to this network. Uh, Of course you don't. Nobody does. (laughs) But, um, no, it's starting uh, late September, early October with Crippled Cody and Father Mahoney. Uh, I heard about that and I am excited for it. I'll definitely be tuning in. Uh, they will have at least one listener. Yes. Well, the um, the Better than uh, well, of course, the the tales from the Crips episode that we did this past uh, Saturday, um, because the guest that I was supposed to have on uh, canceled, um, Rob came on and they did like a little uh, preview, I guess, of that where they took control for uh, a segment or <clears throat> uh goddamn uh, uh over half the show um yeah. with flavor of what their show was going to be so um you know god bless rob how many times has he bailed us out you know rob is the um shit what's the word i'm looking for he is just someone that He's like your go-to. He, he is. He is our Father Mahoney. He yes. uh, he is our Savior. He is the way. He is the light. Yes, he is. He is the <laughs> Mahoney Christ. He is the Christ, the Christ of Mahoney, the the Mahoney Trinity. I don't know what the fuck they call it, but that's 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 what we do it. Um, he is the Christ Mahoney, Mahoney Christ. Um, yes. Um. I don't know, I, it, it's just, he, you know, um, but, you know, they did good, it's not going to be just, their show is going to be not just wrestling, it's going to be just a bunch of different things, they're going to mix it up, um, I think that should be interesting, um, I also saw in my Facebook memories, uh, today, I think, um, was for Controversial Conversations, which was a show that, um, Triple Cody had uh, going with John Rhodes, and that lasted one episode because <laughs> John Rhodes. I can't likes, imagine. Yes, well, because John Rhodes likes to bail on shows. That's that's what we'll say there. Oh, he does though. He killed movie misfits. <laughs> he killed movie misfits. <laughs> movie misfits. Wait, didn't they come back? Yeah, it did. And oh, speak of the savior, um, it it, <laughs> it did come back, um, but then it went away again, and I don't think it's coming back yet again. So uh, there's that. Um, well, hopefully it does. Well, I'm I'm hoping too because I got two interviews that I booked for that show. That were actually recorded that I've heard, but um, until they get to those episodes, uh, the interviews cannot be aired. So, mm. 
and one of the interviews, um, well, actually, no, both of them were interesting. I was a little shocked that I was able to get the the latter, you know, the second interview. Um, I didn't, uh, I didn't expect to get that. All right, it's Adam Marcus. Jeez, I did not expect to get him, but I did. And he went. Yeah, he's such a busy guy, right? Well, he went very well into detail about uh, Jason goes to hell and such, and I, I enjoyed that immensely. And Tom McLaughlin was good too. Uh, yes. Oh my Rob, God! Yeah, Tom McLaughlin. Uh, yes, Tom McLaughlin. Holy shit! I should. You know what? I have the interview. I'll send it to you. You can listen to it. Okay, I won't tell anyone. Obviously not. And John doesn't listen, so he won't know that we're talking about this. And yes, Rob, the Savior. You missed that part when we were talking about you, I guess. So, because you, you put a question... Rob, are you home? Just get on here. Jesus Christ, we're about to do the news God, anyway. There we go. <laughs> Hold on. I'll send him the link. Where's the link? Do you know where the link is? No, I have it. Hang on, I might be able to afford it to him. If you can forward it to him, I'll be very fucking surprised. Because <laughs> um, people have problems with that. Oh my god. My ass is itching. I don't know why that is. It's sore. I should stand up for a minute. Okay, I sent him the link. Oh, you did? Damn, you're really quick like that. You got you got non-gimp strength. What? I don't know. I thought not. I thought non-gim strength was a thing, but probably not. I don't know. You know, I love during that interview when you threw it to me, and you're like, "What's your question?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like sitting there. I'm like, um. Well, and the funny thing is, I was going to like break in with that question at some point, but I didn't want to like interrupt. You know what I'm saying? Um. Well, th- there you go. I gave you your segue. That's you did. what I'm here for. Well, that's the thing. I We have to work it out. Because I cannot be a pussy. I need to talk to Dan Ferrans. What Tuesday. you need to do, just pretend in these interviews, just pretend you're talking to me or Cripple Cody or yeah, Rob but, or but, but somebody I, I, you know. Yeah, but it's 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 Dan Ferrans. Do you know who Dan Ferrans is? I know you, who Dan Ferrans is. and I, I'm. Huge, I'm a huge fan of Dan Fran. Yes, but he gave uh, but, uh, his last words. That being said, yeah, just you just gotta talk to him like you're bullshitting with somebody you know. I'm gonna cry because he gave. <laughs> he will fucking hang up on us, Mike. If <laughs> as soon as we start the interview, if if I got to listen, he's like, "What is this? somebody sobbing in the background?" What, I'm sorry. What what is that? <laughs> It's not funny, Mike. Okay, it's a little funny. Oh, my blood's not out of my nose. I know, we're on video, remember? People can see that. Oh, looks like we got Rob. Hey, what's up? Is Mike Boyings not on the camera? 
Mahoney in the house. God, I gotta get that song. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Loud and clear, okay. Rob. Cool. How are you today, sir? I'm doing good. Just got home from work. Cool, cool. Uh, day, day, day 13 in a row. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm doing my the shows and the, all these appearances and my YouTube channel and so no 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 rest for the wicked. True, and you're probably like me. You like to stay busy. Uh, I, I I do. Sometimes not as busy, but busy. Well, I still I still got three more days before my day off. So. <laughs> Damn. That's. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, Mike was just telling me about uh, you and uh, the Better Cody's new uh, new show. I'm uh, pretty excited about it. Uh, crossing the streams, Robin Cody. Mike Mike <laughs> came up with the name. Actually, that's great. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be kind of a hybrid show. Uh, different topics every week. We did a uh, like a thirty. What was it, Mike? About a thirty minute like preview of. It was like about 30 minutes. We yeah, were talking about, about mostly wrestling, but we, we got into an LGBT community <laughs> uh, talk for a little bit because nobody knew what the Q stand for, so Mike had to change, I, I chime in, in with... I broke in with the queer thing because that's what it stands for, I believe. So that's what I broke yeah. in with. I'm notorious for breaking into these shows now. So Yeah, I know. This is like the second time. You, you've broken into the uh, Father Mahoney show with... Uh, uh, Jen Engel. Oh yes, she is. The, a, she is a beautiful. The gate. Let me tell you, holy shit, Cody. Yeah, I got to. I was busy, but I, I was able to tune in on that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she is a very beautiful woman, and, and uh, I'm gonna try to get some more of like not just because my first what six shows were mostly dudes. Yes. So I'm, I'm gonna try to like get more of my mix. Uh, in the upcoming episodes, so. Well, we have a uh, we have a female uh, gimp coming on to the next uh, Tales from the Crips that'll be on this Saturday as well. Well, that's so cool. Well, I actually Saturday is my day. Yeah, the, I may actually be tuning in for that one. Yes, but um, I'm not allowed to say this either, but I think we're pre-recording it, so. You'll be watching a recorded broadcast on Saturday. Okay, I won't say nothing. That's good. <laughs> Is it that easy to get him to laugh? Yeah, I mean... I'm just going with it now. I don't know. He, he sometimes makes me even feel like I'm entertaining. <laughs> I think we're I think we're about to lose Mike this time. I keep saying it, but I think this time we're about to lose him. If you kill him, though, we're. We're going to have to pick up Rabbit and Red, and I don't want to fucking do that, because I'm not doing the uh, technical side of it. And besides, what are we going to call it? You've already got Crossing the Streams with Cody uh, coming out now. I mean, what, what's this one going to be called? Uh, Shitting in the same bowl with Cody? I mean... 
Mike breathe. <laughs> we need we need your technical prowess. <laughs> or we could go a little bit more classy with the title, uh, sharing the la- the latrine with Cody. Or uh, 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 the bidet. The bidet sharing yeah. the bidet. <laughs> Spraying the asshole. Day days with Cody and Rob. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad I made the news. Actually, so do we have news? We have a little bit of news. Uh, not a whole lot this week, actually. Uh, like I was telling Mike, I've uh, I saw Jason Rising. You check it out yet, Rob? I have not. I, like I said, I've been working every day, so I plan to check out Jason Rising. And uh, his name was Jason uh, on set. Great double feature. They're, they're yeah. two very different films. What's what's but, the better uh, of the two? You can talk about that now because the, you know, we don't have the <clears throat> James, the director of uh, Jason Rising, on. So what's the better of the two? Personally, I yes. enjoyed uh, his name was Jason more, uh, just because <laughs> the the character development. Uh... <laughs> you okay, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen Voorhees? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we talked about that here not long yeah. ago, actually. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I dug it. It was pretty cool. That, and yeah. it, it brought me to mind. Kind of his name was of his name was Jason. It was uh, it was different, and that's why I liked about it. I think this that's what these fan films need to be doing. It doesn't need to be more of the same. You know, yeah. since they basically have complete creative freedom with them. You know. Go do their own thing with it, you know. Have Jason as the back backdrop, and uh, tell tell us a good story with good characters. Yeah, and stop bringing Doctor Cruz back uh, from the dead. Oh, hey, you know I've thought no. about that. <laughs> I've no. thought about that. And uh, Terry Kaiser comes one, on in November. One, I'm going to ask one him, little what the line. Fuck is he doing? Yes, yes. I I can't wait to have him on. Yes, that's November. Uh, but uh, unless he bails on us like everybody else. Oh no, he won't. Know um, but one line they can explain away Doctor Cruz coming back. Uh, just somebody saying, "Doctor Cruz, I thought you were dead." And, and you know, weekend at Bernie's, Terry Kaiser, and he just looks and says, "Yeah, I get that a lot." Yeah, that would. Mike, do we have to call a paramedic? No, I think I'm alive. For right now. For now, yeah. Uh, Bring more paramedics. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, Jason Rising. No, check it out though. I mean, the you you can tell they they put a lot of uh, probably put a lot of their budget into the special effects. Because they they are pretty damn good, and there's a lot of them. There's some really good kills. Uh, I'm curious. I'm gonna look at something while you're talking because I'm curious now. And uh, yeah, uh, the the cinematography is uh, <coughs> very well done. Uh, the shooting locations. I mean, the the acting. 
it's on par for a Friday the 13th film. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah I will definitely and the check my ball. the big surprise cameo at the end, like I was telling Mike, you know, that's that's probably where they spent a bunch of their... But it's, it's still great to see the returning cast member. I won't say who, but... Uh, I mean, it, it was still great, but I, I wish they would have done a little bit more explanation to it. If, if you watch it, you'll understand, or may, maybe you'll it'll work perfectly for you. Oh, it just shit. it just didn't feel quite right for me. Yeah. Damn. Now, I wonder if this is true or not, because I just. I, I wanted to see how Jason Jason Rising did on crowdfunding. And if I'm correct, or if what I'm seeing I believe, is correct. I believe it did pretty well. I did think it went pretty well. Okay. Well, well it, was, it was Womp Stomp Films. I mean, the uh, uh, Never Hike Alone director, he, uh, he, he was executive producing, I, I think. I think he co-wrote it, too, but... And co-wrote, yeah, and Womp Stomp, they're the ones that, uh, uh, Chris Notary, um, and he's been doing short films, some pretty damn good ones, too, horror-based short films for, yes. uh, years and years. Yes, and, um, what the, yeah, but, um, it said there was a $30,000 flexible goal, and what I'm seeing, it made 4276 Four thousand or forty thousand. Four thousand. Maybe that was. I think they had two uh, different crowdfunding. I believe. Well, fuck. If, if I, well, so. if they they should get the the. Maybe four thousand was like their first one. Oh well, then. Fucking, they need. To I be, I, 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 I could be wrong, but I believe I remember them having two different crowdfunding. You know what, Rob? I have you on here now. I want to ask you a question, because you're, you're okay. A, uh, you support these these um, Indian fan films and such a lot. So, um, Bloody Summer Camp, did you support that? I did originally, but it was only a uh, like a special thank perk. It wasn't. It was like twenty bucks. Okay. Well, no. So yeah, it, was, it wasn't really much. No. Well, I'm I'm asking because um, they posted something online and they they got me because they said that. Um, what is it uh, that they were about to send the uh, the discs off to like uh, replication or whatever, and they only had like I guess thirty some DVDs and Blu-rays that they could get of the extended cut that you could order. So I uh, I ordered the extended cut. I, it's not here yet. I'm just wondering. I'm ho- I'm wondering if it's good. Like if I. If my thirty-five dollars was well spent, I haven't watched it. So uh, you spent thirty-five dollars on a <clears throat> on the extended cut of low budget any film game. that the uh, the budget was probably thirty-five dollars on. Mike, uh, I don't know what that that. Um, I got a poster out of it. That's all I know. <laughs> I know Felissa Rose is in it, and uh, some other people. Okay, you sold me. I'm not spending thirty five bucks on it, but yeah, I'll I'll wait for it to get in the uh, five dollar bin at Walmart. Yeah, I don't. Well, 
I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, I See, I don't know how that works with all these, like, films and how they, they you know, with the distribution channels and all that stuff. And, and But did I tell you, Cody? I don't... Oh, shit. I didn't tell you, Cody. I told Rob. But uh, Rhodes is actually finishing the Camp Out Nightmare reboot trip because it may actually be happening. Thanks to uh, Father down there. Might be helping uh, spearhead it and get it moving in the right direction. Okay, this is breaking news. This is the first I've heard of this. Uh, you know, I've been gigging you for years to uh, get off your ass. and Well, as much as you can get off your ass, you know. Exactly. You I can't be like, but uh, uh, But, yeah, that's great news. Um, so what... What are you gonna do? You thinking uh, Indiegogo or something? Uh, what some kind of crowdfunding? I mean, I did Indiegogo. Well, I did Kickstarter. I I, th- I think Kickstarter might be a better option. See, as everybody did. does, everybody does Indiegogo and mm-hmm. uh, Kickstarter. I, I like. I feel like the Kickstarter is better because when if you don't make your your goal, at least doesn't come out of that person just yet it's it's kickstarter is more of like a uh i'm gonna contribute but you don't actually until uh, they don't actually accept the money till the the goal is reached so and if it's not reached the money automatically kicks back onto your card is that i've had i've done that with kickstarter before where uh it was um a, a movie called callback and it was it was with jen angle and the campaign didn't go all too well. And then I look at my account and I, I have my money back right away. Like literally like right away as soon as the Kickstarter didn't make the goal. So. I like that. So, so today yeah. and Mike is set your goal uh, very low, as realistically well, low as you can. Well, let's put it this way. Back in 2011, I think I did Indie. I forget what one I did. I did either Indiegogo or Kickstarter when I was originally going to do this in 2011. And I think they said I made 300 bucks. But I think I only saw like 50. And that just Well, Indiegogo to- they take money out too. I just found this out from uh the director of um Halloween Evil Lives. Uh we were up to 5200 and when he was, when some of the funds were available, he looked on there, and it was like there was like two hundred and something uh, difference. It was lower. What was available? Yeah, that 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 sucks. That the, you know, but they got to make their money somehow, I guess. And that's that's. I, where and I don't it. think Kickstarter does that. I don't think Kickstarter actually takes money out. So. Yeah, well, surely they got They got to be getting something. I mean, if they do, it's probably a lot smaller than Indiegogo because Indiegogo is a much bigger platform. You know, people uh-huh. like every everybody and their mother uses Indiegogo. So, well, Rob, here's the deal: I'm going to make you an executive producer, and you don't have to pay anything for a perk. You're just going to be an executive producer. And did I tell you I love? Did I ever tell you I love you? Well, <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, I mean, but but wait, Rob, there's more. You're yeah. actually, you're even. Starring in the film. Well, you're I mean, you're, <clears throat> you're doing. You're also the key grip. I mean, <laughs> well, you're I do local have a- services. 
I mean, I do have my my acting ability from the uh, the scare house that I almost got hired at. Mike was, saw that. I did see your, yes, I did see your your crazed mental patient. That was that was very intriguing. Um, but no, I, I'm definitely I definitely would like you to be an executive producer. Um, I'm not gonna make you pay for that perk. Um, and I really just. See, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I notice how these people do, like, assistant producers and all this associate producers and all that stuff for perks. And that, 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 that's great. But me, it's I just kinda, their name on it. Right. But I kind of want to just, I, I kind of want to keep it simple. Know well, saying? you know what the, you know what an associate producer basically is for a fan film? It's basically like for Sawyer Massacre exa- example. I'm an associate producer because I, I share it. Right. That's how you get the associate producer in some of these films. If they know, if you have a reputation to be uh, an avid sharer, like like me or Jimmy, uh, guys will reach out and say, "Hey, I'll give you an associate producer perk if you keep just doing what you always do." So. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not good with any of that shit, honestly. I uh, I'll, I'll be well, completely yeah, honest. It's- I hate social media to begin with. I just, I can't fucking stand it. I really can't stand it. I hate it. Well, Mike, that's why, you know, that you can't do it all yourself. You know, it takes, it takes, you know, to, to make a film. Yeah, it takes a village. Yep. A small army sometimes, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah thank you. Well, that's I need, well, <laughs> I was that's what for. I need. But, I need an army because I will tell you this, the Philadelphia independent film scene is the absolute fucking worst they are the worst um i mean they bailed on me just because and the the guy told me that the whole reason they bailed on me was they said look we you know and we had shot maybe two days on the reboot and this was back in 2013 my second time attempting to shoot it and the guy basically said to me look um we don't see your movie making any money, so we're going to go off and do this thing where we have to make a film in 21 days for like a film festival type thing, and we're just going to, you know, go and do that and not do your film. And I'm like, um, okay. I'm like, but again, how? I said, how can you tell me from only two days of shooting on it, that it's not, you know, going to go anywhere, going to do anything. And they said, we'd much rather just do this other thing. So, that was that. And that was the end of Camp Out Namer at that point. Well, Mike, you know, maybe if you hadn't filled the thing with all of the you getting hand job scenes from all the actors, uh, that, that might have helped. I'm just going to throw that one in there, buddy. I mean... Well, did you see who I had playing my love interest originally? Did you see a picture of her? If I could, I share, think I have. Uh, I mean, let's. Um, wonder if I could bring her up. Let me see. Maybe I can. No, she's probably got you blocked on social oh, media. Oh no, 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 no. She, she doesn't. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying. Um, I have pictures from the from the shoot. I'm gonna see if I can find her. I know I can. There we are. Wow. Here we go. Buried in the rubbles of the computer. 
Oh, geez, and I see us on Facebook. It's so disorienting seeing myself, like, just looking. I, I just don't like Imagine it. our dismay. I know, right? Here, let's see. <laughs> um, <clears throat> my photos, my photos, photos. Albums. Is this under Camp Out Nightmare? There we go. Camp Out Nightmare picks. All right. And... You mean it will actually show on the, the screen here? Uh, it should. Let's okay. see here. And another thing, the killer's mask would have to change because I do not have that mask. Well, I do have the mask, but it's in bad shape. Oh, there's Vince. Okay. Um, um, there we go. Yeah, there she is. Okay, so let's see if I can get this to work. So if I go to share, and I go to share screen, then I go to, is it going to do it? Dun, 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 dun. no. Connected to Rabbit and Red Radio, no. Okay. Let's see if I go. Have you done this before? Um. It was the first time for What do you mean, like podcasting? I mean, unfortunately, yes, can yes. You see, can you see that? Can you see anything or no? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is a podcast? <laughs> well, it, it's a poor excuse. <laughs> That's what they tell us. It's a poor excuse for a podcast, but it's a podcast nonetheless. Can you see anything on the screen here, guys? No. No. No? It looks like, it, it looks like the background changed, like the... The thing behind us. Fucking A, that's not what I want. Mine did. Just hold up your mic. Oh shit, I could hold up my phone, can I? That's a brilliant <laughs> idea. What the f- Why didn't I think of Common that? Se- Common sense just went right out the window. <laughs> Why didn't I fucking think of that, you dumbass? I'm a dumbass. Wait. Hold on. If I click entire screen, right, and then I click allow, oh, wait, this might do it. Hold on. Whoa, what the fuck? Do you see my screen? Yeah, you see yeah. my screen, right? I see like 50 screens inside <laughs> of screens inside of screens. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I'm going to do. Hold on. Yeah. Hold you on. seeing this, Rob? Do you guys see? Great, Mike's gonna bring up not only this girl, four girls, picture, but all her personal information. No, I'm gonna wait. Wait. Let me. Can see this though. Yeah, all of her information. Okay, I see Halloween. Albums. And then we'll go to... I don't want to see... I don't want to see gay porn, okay? Oh, I don't have that on just here. Saying. That's the other system. Just, uh, fuck. Here's, uh... Can you see? Yeah, I remember her. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, I don't remember her, but... She's cute. Yeah, she's, uh... Well... <clears throat> I don't believe she will be returning. <clears throat> she will not... She will actually, not reprise her role. Actually, I don't think anybody will be returning except for me. <laughs> oh no! Or 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 recast. 
or this one where I'm drinking, I have a twisted tea and a pizza. <laughs> See? Look at that. And then, yep. and then, then here's, 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 here's Vince. Here's Vince. Look, see. Look at Vince. Look at him. He's like. <laughs> There's another one. There's somebody's asshole. There's another one. That's scary. That's <laughs> great. That's scary. That was that was the one day that I had um, a makeup effects person on the set with us, and then she bailed. Because she lived in Pittsburgh, which was in the western part of the state. And uh, I think she realized that she didn't want to drive five or six hours just to uh, do this film. Wait a minute, you're in Pennsylvania? Yes. Yeah. I am in Pennsylvania. Yes, there. And then ben, that, that is the longest fucking state to drive through, by the way. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm in... Um, I'm in the southeast by Philly. See, I love that gag because you had the knife go through. Like, I actually felt with her the one day that she was on set doing these effects, I actually felt like, holy fuck, I'm actually doing something legitimate that's, like, real and fucking good. I love that. Like, that really... I mean, holy shit, yeah. It's my favorite. Stroll da- strolling down memory lane when, like... Yeah, it's very sad, but hopefully, like I said, it can just get done, and uh, it can be decent, and, uh, you know, because I, I need to make it before I die. Let, let's just be honest here, people. Um, I yes. definitely need to make it before I die. Yes. <clears throat> let's make it so. <clears throat> yeah, well, folks, that's the news. <laughs> Is that the news? That's all the news? Did you, did you see the, um, you saw the picture that I shared of, uh, um, or not the picture, but the story about Donald when they were making Halloween 2 and he walked into somebody. Walked uh, walking somebody. in on, uh, the homeowner taking a shit. Yeah, yeah that's brilliant. Yeah, I saw, yeah. I really wish that, that. Yeah, I got a little bit more news, but I'd also like to go to bed too. Yeah. Oh, uh. Apparently, the Ghostbusters Afterlife uh, first screening uh, at the CinemaCon uh, was a huge hit and got a bunch of positive reviews. And so that's good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, speaking of Danny Ferens, uh, who we'll be interviewing next week. Um, yes. He has a new film coming out September 20th. Based on VOD, Alien Worlds or Wornos? Yes. Yeah, the uh, American Boogie Woman. Uh, it's uh, basically a prequel to uh, uh, 2004's Monster with uh, Charlize Theron, the uh, true story of uh, Aileen Wornos, the... Uh, no- uh, Notorious uh, female serial killer. Yes, and but this, uh, Peyton List, uh, yes, uh, from uh, Cobra Kai and uh, the Disney show Bunked, is going to be playing the uh, title role. Which is, well, I guess if Charlie's there, they she was almost unrecognizable in that mm-hmm. film. I mean, if 
if they can pull off making Charlize Theron look like a well, that's the thing. This Alien Warnos. I have this is a, this movie's supposed to be about her beginnings as a serial killer uh, when she was young, and uh, you know she was probably a pretty good-looking gal. Yeah, in the day, because she—that's how she started out. She married some rich old dude, and uh, then what? She killed him, or started killing off, killed some of his family, something like that. Yeah, it was a whole thing, I think. Yep. But yeah, well, uh, could be interesting. List. I mean, they're going to have just like with Charlize Theron, they're going to have to try really hard to make her ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yes, yeah, she is very. Uh... Very and we're supposed to be getting, uh, speaking of uh, Peyton List, we're supposed to be getting Cobra Kai Season 4, uh, I think, like, the second week of December. I believe it's, uh, I want to say the 13th or the 14th, I'm not. I'm looking December. forward to it. Yeah, same here. Yep, I definitely want that to happen. I definitely want to see it. I'm very excited about it. I enjoy it immensely. Great show. Warner Brothers is uh, apparently has a uh, Witches of Eastwick reboot or remake. Uh, in no. The, uh, yep, no. No. Nope. Nope. Sorry. No. Nope. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, hard pass. Yeah, you yeah. can't. You can't remake that. What the fuck is wrong with you? They. I mean, that was the perfect cast. Uh, and um, anyone who knows me knows I'm a huge Jack Nicholson fan, and. Who is No one, no one can be, no one can replace Jack. No, Sorry. not at all. Not yep. at all. Not at all. That that's why of the Joker again, because they knew it wasn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like the only other thing I got is uh, AMC's Fear Fest this year will run the entire month of October with eighty films. Yeah, they're doing that again. Eh, so that's cool. It's 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 interesting, I'm sure. But uh... <clears throat> I think my only gripe with AMC is just I I don't like the PG versions. Yeah. Um, no. no. I mean, nobody does. But I mean, for anyone who has maybe Dementia Horror, that that would be a good a good platform to introduce your kid to sure. horror. But. Yeah, if you're going to show them Friday 5, Cody, show them Friday 5 on AMC. AMC, yeah, 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 no, yeah. no kidding. Yeah, that is yeah. the, uh, you know. No, 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 no shots of uh, Debbie Sue Borges, nope. No. <laughs> no. Of the Bazongas, of the Bazongas. Bazongas. Very much. Well, this episode's been Bazongas, guys. Uh, Actually, it's also been a lot of fun. Fucking, uh, no, not really. Um, we already talked about uh, me and Cripple Cody's new show. So, uh, so, so when is that going to be debuting? Uh, we're, we're talking third or fourth week of September, at latest first week of October. So that will be more of a, a, an official date as we get closer. <clears throat> All right. Well, we're looking forward to it. Don't worry, Rob. I'll keep riding his ass until he. Uh gives an official date so 
Wait, does he have an ass? Um, it's backwards, but he does have one. Oh, well, good. He's the well, he's, hopefully man. he has a hole that goes with it. Well, I mean, you have to, but it's a backwards Now I can't too. wait to hear the show. <laughs> yeah, it's a backwards asshole. It's brilliant, guys. <laughs> brilliant. So until next week, where we have the twofer with us and uh, James Sweet and Dan Ferrans, I'm Michael J. I'm... Who am I again? Oh, I, I'm normal, Cody. And I'm the father. And we will see you guys next just waiting to get my fucking there we go and then we'll <laughs> see you guys next week Adio. Cali, Cali ho still here go home well fuck that was a disaster hear that that's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack and that that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors right now there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day that's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.